welcome to a special episode of the Tig and Pluto Experience. I am your host, Tig. I'm your host, Pluto. Nothing else to add? <laughs> no, except for the fact that we had to start over because he hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, I mean, two Don't say it! Okay. Can I at least have a Hawaiian... Sorry, roll? what? A Hawaiian roll. Sweet roll. Sweet bread roll. Sweet... Can, can I have a Hawaiian roll? Mm. I was like, you don't even know mm. how to speak. Mm. Mm. This is delicious. Mm-hmm. Wish I had some butter. Thanks. Oh, uh, today's episode is being enjoyed <clears throat> with a cup of uh, English breakfast tea. And a Capri Sun. And a Capri Sun. With some Hawaiian rolls. And, um... What would that taste like if you dip it in the tea? Let's find out. Okay, dip in it now. Mm, okay. Oh, that's good. I don't even know what mm, that's good. tea you got with you. It's English breakfast tea. It's really no different. I used to take rolls and just dip them in, um, in tea. <laughs> So, of course, it's no different because it's the just same thing. Tea. It'll just be regular bread, like torpedo rolls, the dinner rolls you should get at, like, fish fries or at a fancy restaurant when you order steak. And I would just dip it into regular Lipton tea. And it actually balances out considering that I always have my teas really sweet. Mmm, this is delicious. I like it. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you haven't seen the first two episodes of the Disney Plus Marvel's Loki... Go watch it. Go watch it. I had to say that really loud just for the to now understand. And, and watch it. And then come back, about. because we still want you to listen to us. Yeah, and then, and then come back. Because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about Loki. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, right off the bat... Ooh, that hurt. Loki really <laughs> kind of jumps into things right away. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take us time with this political thriller that Winter Soldier and the Falcon, whatever. And it doesn't, no, it no, doesn't start no, no, off no, with no, this. No, no, stop, stop. Hermione. Say it right. Say it right. Give respect to Sam Wilson, our new Captain America. So say the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There it goes. Ooh, you did it. And it doesn't start off with this nostalgic trip down memory lane with like WandaVision. It goes straight for it. And by the second episode, I think it takes a turn pretty early. Also, just thinking about how they had to cram all of the character development of Loki in two minutes. Well, the interesting thing about Loki is that you don't need much character development. You're making sure you're reestablishing the Loki that was from Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Um, and the Avengers, not anything that happened after the Avengers. So you still have to walk that line because you still want the Loki that you love. Yeah, like the mischievous one that we've seen in Thor Ragnarok. And you also want the Loki you love. So before the and after Ragnarok. Ragnarok. So yeah, so... <laughs> So you have to reestablish Like, he that. just had the same vibes. Did she just scratch the table? Yeah, she wants my bread. <laughs> Sorry, that was Hermione for you. Anyways, but like... So you kind of have to have both Lokis, but you have to turn him back to mischievous Loki, but at the same time, you need the good Loki, not the bad Loki. Yeah. So you have this balancing act of both worlds. And, um... Perfectly balanced. That's all things should. All you have to really do from this point is make sure that you have strong character development for his arc later on, as opposed to reintroducing the character. We all know the character. He's still been around. It's not like he was in one movie and that's it. So, that's, that's the beauty of it. It's got this really interesting almost retro sci-fi look to it. But it also kind of plays off as this, I don't know, weird cult X-Files 
Warehouse 13 kind of feel. And I'm, I'm liking it. I'm digging it. So I'm interested to see what they're actually going to do. Because I, I kind of knew on some level this show was going to be mostly about time travel. Or at least incorporate time travel in it. I didn't really think it was going to be more of a... I guess you could call it an action thriller, although it's not really doing much of the thrilling. It's more of a... What am I looking for? I don't know. It's like a... It's almost as if it's Sherlock Holmes, where Loki is both both Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty. Mm. So he has to like outsmart himself to catch himself. Mixed with catch me if you can kind of vibe to it. Yeah. One thing I kind of really want to talk about, but it's going to be sort of short, is the whole theory about... Bread. The Enchantress. No, I want bread. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry that you said it at a weird timing. That was 100% on purpose, I know. Jesus, (laughs) Ramon. That's the second time you've done that, girl. I put my hand down and she just bit my hand. She thinks you have food in your hand. (laughs) My hands were open. It's like this. That's why my hand is above my waist right now. You cannot do that, Hermione. Go away, please. Anyways, so there's a theory out there where Lady Loki is not really her. Like, there's some people who believe that it's just full on the enchantress who's, you know, pretending to be Loki or just Loki possessing the body of the enchantress Sylvie. And there's a whole bunch of like evidence, not a whole bunch, but you know, some. And one of them is being that when Loki called her Loki, she said, Don't call me that. So she didn't want to be called Loki. Second of all, She's blonde, even though all Loki variants have black hair. And even the one in the comics has black hair. Three, um, in the end credits, when it's going through, like, the other casts for the uh, other languages, instead of saying Lady Loki, it says Sylvie. And also, her... Or Enchantress's power is also being really similar to, to Loki's and having the power of being able to just mind control other people and also like possess their body. That's also the Enchantress's powers. I just I just want to say that during that um, during that monologue, if if you heard a noise, um, I don't know if it picked the microphone picked up, but that was my lips. My lips farted for some odd reason. What? So I didn't. <laughs> I was I was chewing, and then some air escaped out of the left side of my mouth, and so I heard a. What sounded like a, a fart? And I'm like, that's weird. So <laughs> if the microphone picked that up, I apologize. <laughs> that wasn't some random noise and or an actual fart, but it was my lips um, having some experience expulsing air forcibly. Between its yeah. lip cheeks. Yeah. If that's a thing. Anyway. But yeah, so that's that theory. I personally don't know what to think because to me it's probably just another Mephisto situation from WandaVision. Where everybody thought that, you know, Mephisto was pulling all the strings when really he had nothing to do with it. I cannot stand fan theory. But this, however, is like supported by evidence because it literally said Sylvie. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag if they did not translate it. But um, or well, it wasn't in the subtitles. It was the end credits where it said this person played Sylvie. Right, the cast list. Right, and usually, I think it's because I want to say because the decisions to hide it here comes from a. I don't know, make more of a the home base and does it get moved out to the yeah. other places because they probably don't care. They probably... Yeah, like this theory is more backed up than Mephisto. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how generational or cultural um, getting on the internet and talking about fan theories and... One thing that things. I do want to address is that... Right. Ma- 
Marvel is very specific with their casting. Like, they make it so close to the comics. Yeah. And to make Lady Loki blonde. Yeah, but I also think there's room for minor changes. Yeah. I mean, Nick Fury is the obvious one because Nick Fury is a white guy in the comic books until they casted Samuel Jackson and then they changed how he looked in the comic books. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit of give and take. You want to you want to cast as close to the comic or the original source material as possible, but you also have to be realistic because in books you can, you can write whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. But when you when you need to find a visual representation of the character and it's a movie or a TV show, you're really trying to cast the best actor as possible that comes close to looking like the character. Yeah. And if you end up way off the mark, it's only because there isn't anybody who matches <clears throat> the physical description of the character and has acting talent. Musicals are kind of the same way. When people are yeah. like, that guy was a terrible singer. Yeah, but he can act his butt off. That's really what you need. Yeah. So it's like. And that's why some people think that it's just Loki possessing the body of Sylvie. Because Lady Loki is just Loki possessing Sif's body. So it could just be Lady Loki, but actually Sylvie. Yeah. So it could be that. I mean, Marvel likes to do two things they like to place Easter eggs all over the place just to make sure that you still remember that all the rest of the cinematic universe is still connected, whether you've seen it or not, whether you've seen these characters or worlds or not, they're still in that universe. So we might see them. We might not. But when people are trying to watch specifically to catch Easter eggs and think they're clues, that, that really starts to bother me. Yeah. Because the whole Mephisto thing from WandaVision was from, I think, day one or day two. I'm thinking that he has something to do with it. And he all, was because Do- all because Dottie said the devil's in the details, Bev. And the whole Cicada thing. In that last episode. It was... But yeah. This is, <clears throat> this is why I'm like, oh, if it's Sylvia, be like, oh, okay. that That's cool. If it's not, I'd be like, yeah, kind of figured. I can see it both ways. Yeah, me too. Because, I mean, I do like the idea <clears throat> okay. of, a, of a Lady Loki running around, but also, <laughs> I think story-wise, that becomes really complicated. They can pull it off if they explain it in, in the next episode <clears throat> or the fourth, because, in my opinion, they already did a climactic end in a second episode, and I'm thinking, oh, holy crap, what's, what's going to happen next? So, well, they Loki only has four more episodes left. So, so if it if they're if they had a twist on episode four, then that would be only two episodes left for it to finish because there's only six episodes apparently. So let's. So it probably made sense for there to be a twist on the second episode. So let's break down what we know from from the plot. There is a variant running around, and. Mobius believes it's Loki. Everybody believes that it's a Loki variant. And, well, there were specific clues that made him think it was a Loki variant. So, I don't think he really knew that. We didn't really, I didn't get the impression that he knew that from the first episode. Unless this has been happening for a while. I think Lady... In which case, by the time he... Because this has happened before. What I think is that... Lady Loki's been running around for a while, and he was put on the case. So he's just been told that it was Lady Loki. Because he said that he was an analyst. Right. But every other analyst doesn't go in the field. It was just him. So I think he was just put on the case for Lady Loki. Because, you know, he studied Loki. That was his whole thing. Right. So that's probably why he was put on the case. Well, he was on cases before. Well, yeah, but... Because he... he, he... Because uh, Rain Slayer always ends up with souvenirs from his cases. Yeah, that's why I find it weird. Because every other analyst, they're just at their desk with doing something. Maybe he's the type of analyst that does go in the field. Mm-hmm. But I just believe that he was just put on the case. So they're tracking this variant who's messing up the timeline. Because anytime you have a variant, 
variant is someone who doesn't belong in the timeline that they're in. They stepped out of their timeline or they stepped out of the path you're supposed to follow because the timeline's been created by these three overseers, timekeepers. And so anybody who, who accidentally steps out of that ends up being like captured or arrested and reset, whatever that means. It looks like they get obliterated, but I think they obliterate the, the variant and reset the timeline. I think that's what happens in any other I think what happens. Out of that time. I think what happens is that reset, it obliterates everything in that time and space, but it's just, it's like a miniature time travel area where it just... It's like a temporal bomb. And everybody just goes back to where they were before they stepped out of that line. It's like if you have bugs in your house oh my God. and Hi. you're being... Calm down. Um, you know, your house is being um, fumigated and they tent your house and they throw a bug bomb in there. That's basically what these these yeah. um, resets kind of do. So Hermione almost knocked over the... They go to a timeline, they get the variant, and with the objects that are around, they set... A, well, it's all one timeline. The sacred timeline. The sacred timeline. So they just go to a specific time and place. So I think it's interesting that if this is a Lady Loki, um, it, it sets up the idea that they've mentioned that this is not the first time they chased a Loki variant. So Loki must have done this many, many times in various timelines. So they said each Loki is different, and they, they this is different than any of the Lokis they tracked before. So this is, must have happened many times before. So it's just funny how you can imagine like a dozen Lokis just running around various timelines, even though there's supposed to be one. Yeah. So so this kind of thing must have happened before, unless the temporal war that happened way before encompasses air, all of eternity. Also, do you think that the timekeepers, they all came from one timeline to put them together? Or do you think that they all just... I think it's kind of like fate. One's the present, one's the past, one's the future. Well, yeah, but if they're all from the same timeline, that means that that one timeline won that war. Right. And then they just, hey, let's keep it that way. And they're, whoop. I think they probably came from different timelines okay. and they just joined Yeah, because I, I saw a post on Instagram saying they're like, hey, what if they were all from the same timeline? Meaning blah, 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 blah. I see it kind of like how you have a Doctor Who special and you've got three Doctors in one episode and how they come together to, I guess you could say fix the timeline, but that's <laughs> not what they really, what they do, but they fix a problem, and as long as it's not a fixed point of time, they can pretty much do whatever they want. It's always an interesting concept when you have these doctors get together, and then they do what they need to do, and then they go on their merry ways. It sounds like these timekeepers were probably part of a bigger organization, maybe, and there's only three left. I don't think they were. And then they came together they, during the they war were probably to make just... everything stop and then create the one timeline that says, this is it. Or they could just be one person from different timelines. And that's why they have like similar powers, if, okay. if they do have any. And so they just came together and be like, hey, let's stop this. So I do kind of like the idea, and I'm not sure if it's ever been done before. Because also think about it. Your past self, future self, and present self all in the same place. And, and like, well, it wouldn't be past, present, future, because that would just be one timeline. True. True. So if they're just different variants of the same person. I don't think there is a... I don't think it, the sacred timeline is one timeline. I really don't. I think it's like... Well, it says it is. I, just, I know, but... I, I just think the TVA is a little it's suspicious. A little, I don't know. It's. I think Lady Loki had a reason to blow up the timelines. You kind of have to... Because Loki always has a reason. That's true, but... This is this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of it from a from a different sci-fi writer um, perspective. Someone who I would like to think knows quite a bit. Not not like the scientific aspects of time travel, but like the theoretical. Yeah, a lot of theoretical concepts of time travel and how it could have worked and change things up a bit. But what if 
the sacred timeline is not just one singular timeline. It's actually the forcing together of multiple timelines and you can only exist on the one, but those timelines still exist. Kind of like if you take a white string and you flick it, you get all the colors in between, right? I think when you when you fracture um, visible light, you get the spectrum. So I I'm think what it is is that they just. I'm probably just picking up what you're saying in a different, in a wrong way. So this could literally just be what you're saying, but I think they combined different aspects of multiple and just put them into one. So yes. not really combining, but like mixing them to be just one. Yes. So it's not multiple, but there's like little aspects right. of what used to be. Little little fibers of timelines that get weaved together because... So it's not really just multiple. And you can... Because what I'm hearing from you is that... And you, audience members can't see it, but I'm holding my hand up. So this is how I'm explaining it from <laughs> now on. That... You're saying that it's just one timeline, but different four, and each person can be in one of their own little timelines, and that they can't break off. <laughs> I almost broke my finger. That they can't break off off of. Yes. But what I think is that is just one. There's not multiple in one, but it's just like. Well, I think that's just an oversimplification because oversimplification every every human being, and I guess you could say even every every animal and insect, because it's all one timeline. Right. What you're saying is that there's multiple in one. Yes, because everyone is on their own path. I know, but it's just one timeline. Technically. Many roads, one, but one city. But those roads can veer and go off in a lot of different directions. So this is what I'm, I'm thinking, thinking of it as if it's like a... Like a cake, you just put different the, the ingredients, ingredients from different timelines, right. but it's not an entire timeline. They just took a little, chopped it off, take right. this little fragment it's, of it's, it. It's it's various layers in the one timeline. Like let's say that there's like seven seven thousand different timelines. So like, hey, this one Pompeii blew up. Let's put that in there, but nothing else. Hey, Troy happened. Let's put that in there, but nothing else. So they just take little fragments of each timeline, discard all the rest, and then boom. One timeline. Well, I, I think... And that's why they're saying they're like, oh yeah, the timekeepers are still weaving together. They're the weaving thing. it together. So maybe that's how it is, but like they're just taking little fragments of that point of time in the future, putting them together because to that one timeline. If everything was a singular timeline, then there's no such thing as choice. That's what Loki was saying. But, that's why the TVA is so suspicious. But but yeah, but there's big choices and there's little choices. The big choices are you have no control over, like, if, if everything's faded, then you have no control over how you will die or what job you're, you're going to get because you're supposed to have that job. But there's little choices like, do I want a burrito or a taco? So if there's no such thing as choice, you want to be having a away. menu of, of choices. Go away. Go away. Leave. And those Thank little you. decisions create a multiple, can create multiple timeline because with every choice, there's a different direction you can go, right? Yeah. I just see it as it's like a broad timeline. Like you still have choice, right. but there's like an ultimate outcome. Right. But this is also what I see. I, I see those little layers of timelines for each individual because some timelines stop for that person, right? That's their lifeline. And then you have what what's what is surrounding it, which is the one major timeline, the sacred timeline. But along that, either three-dimensionally, however you want to see it, there's those other timelines that can be created each time a choice is made. And so it's kind of being held together or held back by like a force field. But the main dominant one is the sacred one. So when she releases the bombs, by the way, there's multiple time reset bombs that they're, that they're afraid of. Every time they do a reset, she set them off. And it releases or weakens what I'm going to call the force field around the sacred well, timeline, which allows the other branching off. It's not like... Yeah. Well, she, also she what happened was that... They were already there. She just released them. I think she not only stole the reset charges, but she stole that other tech where they can just open like a portal yeah. to somewhere else. Because we saw all of the reset charges fall through to different places, different planets, different times. Right. Like there was one on Vormir, um, the Novacore planet, whatever that one's called... 
I think there's one on Asgard with, yeah. with Ragnarok. Yeah. When like, that went off. I think either that or, I don't remember what year. It's 2014. So Dark World. Either Dark World or Ragnarok. I'm not really sure. Because I, I would imagine he would want to stop Frida from being, or Freya from being killed. Okay. That would I, that would be like his one and only uh, regret, I would say. Yeah. So well, it's also Lo- Lady Loki. Yeah, because so who knows in her in her reality timeline, whatever it is, maybe Freya never died. Right. So also, it's the way Freya the way I say it for as who does not think I'm right, it is definitely <laughs> Freya. So y'all can fight me. So the reason why I, I say it's more like a force field as she weakens it because. In, in physics, energy cannot be created or destroyed, just um, altered. Just altered. Also so transferred. she did not create multiple timelines when they exploded. I think she released the multiple timelines that, that started to branch off. And, and I think she knew specifically which points in time to target. I don't think they're random. Yeah, because Loki always has a reason and he's always like, you know, calculating. Also, I may sound weird because I'm using little bread bits for fangs. So I, I don't <laughs> remember where I've read this or seen it, but I, I, I think it was a show or a movie or a book. I don't remember, but I remember I seeing might. something about time travel where they had to calculate in order for something to happen, they had to alter certain points in time first in order to allow that turn also off the timeline to happen i don't remember what it was but what lady loki does at the end we're just going to call her lady loki for now because it's lady loki for all we know i am um, also what because what she did kind of reminded me of that like she's picking certain points of time in order for an end result so i'm just kind of curious as to what that is going back to what you said a while ago about like 2014 and if you couldn't tell if it was Dark World or Ragnarok, it could not have been Ragnarok because if she said, if she said it during Ragnarok, then it wouldn't have mattered. That's true. Because apocalypse theory that Loki, in fact, enacted, and it was that great. she was dead by then, so he has no reason to go back to Ragnarok. Well, no, it's it's because the apocalypse. If she set up a bomb right before Ragnarok, it wouldn't have done. That's anything. true. It wouldn't have mattered. So I just want to point that out. Yeah, so, I mean, it's very so it's clever so far. I like it. I love the time travel aspect of it, even though there's not a whole lot of time travel, but it's not yet. My favorite Easter egg that we don't know if it actually is, but in the background, you could see somebody who really looks like Peggy back in the 1940s walk through, like, walk across a hallway for a split second. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that close-up blurred image on the internet. It really did look like her. Yeah. What reason they would have her to do that? Mm. I I think don't it. Know. I think it just Marvel loves their Easter eggs, so they're probably like, "Hey, want to do this like fun little gag that nobody would notice?" But yeah, sure. Somebody will definitely notice. Well, if she helped create Shield, yeah, and you know, because they brought her in as a variant. So where did Sword come from? That was an offshoot of Shield, wasn't it? Maybe. I don't know. No, that was Monica. Sentient. No. Monica found it. Not Monica. Her mother. Right. What was her mother's name? Marsh. No. Ma. Maureen. No. Maria. Yes. Maria. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I knew it was an M name. I was like, nope, not up. Monica. Um, so, so Maria sentient weapon something research division. I don't remember what the O is in sword. Oh, Sentient okay. weapon, blah, and research division. Well, observation. Um, okay. Sorry. So, um, let's take, let's take a little break. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm and then, uh, when we come back, we'll continue talking about, uh, whatever we'll talk about. Cause I don't even know where we're at. Yeah. Loki. More Loki. Okay. All right. Welcome back. Hi. So, uh, so far, I think this is a really good show to have for the summer. This feels like a summer show. Yes. And um, I'm so glad that we have it. I mean, the first two episodes really got me hooked. And it's really interesting. 
I'm seeing where they're going to go with this. Owen Wilson as Mobius is uh, he's so good. It's a very it's a very interesting touch because he's so I don't know. It's I mean it's Owen Wilson. What can you say? It's it's very low key. Almost <laughs> it's almost <laughs> sorry. Um, it's almost no energy, but not. I mean, I just very casual, very. I just love that dynamic between Mobius and Loki because it's just Mobius is always so tired, and then there's Loki in episode two, just so hyperactive. Yeah, that is just so funny because he's just like, oh my god, I'm tired. They offset each other, but also Owen Wilson still has that fast talking, you know, kind of. Uh, style to, yeah that actually kind of fits that loki kind of vibe too because loki it's talks so a lot and he talks fast and you have talks a lot and talks fast yeah and then you have Owen wilson who's just able to just keep up with them it's, it's it's that same dynamic but he doesn't want to it doesn't yeah exactly which is kind of the same dynamic that you have owen wilson with vince vaughn in any movie they've been in together just anybody else yeah <clears throat> There was this video where um, it was to Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo. And there's it was the scene in Loki with Pompeii with that the museum with Pompeii where it was Owen Wilson and that other guy. Oh. It was the gladiator. And it was because both of the shots were them running from Vesuvius. It was it was good. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, I barely remember that. I couldn't remember if it was Night at the Museum or Night in the Museum too. Girl, can you go away, please? Thank you. So yeah, I like the concept. <laughs> sad. The one thing, the one thing that really makes me angry though about some of these really good conceptual shows that they've been coming out lately is that <laughs> uh, some of these ideas I've had a long time ago, and I'm like, damn it, if it just didn't wait too long. You ever had that happen where you see something on a TV show or a movie like I thought about that too. That could have been that could have been my story. I could have written that. I've had that moment happen to me, but I never was like, oh, if only I didn't wait, because you know, I was only eight by at the time when I thought of it. True. So I couldn't have done anything. And to anything I would have said, everybody else would have been like, Oh, little eight year old, we're not gonna do that. That's crazy. Well, my my time traveling uh, cowboy book. Brain, no. not brain. Uh, time traveling cowboy book. My, I my book, you had that. yeah, had these. You know, if if it was going to evolve more past the three books that I had written, even though only one of them was published, um, it would have involved some so? kind of like time cop, time bureau type thing. And this is kind of like exactly what. The stories would have been like it would have been chasing after I get, you wouldn't really call them time criminals but any like deviation of the timeline they would have to go back and fix so it was, it was more of a sci-fi version of quantum leap in my opinion so i just really like how this one is turning out it's really fun i'm sorry and um Again, I'm curious to see where, where, where they're going to go next on this one. I, I read that he read. Tom Hiddleston said his favorite episodes to film so far were four and five, I think. So hopefully those are going to be some really good, exciting episodes. But so far, all those fan theories, I try to stay away from them because I, I, I usually think these fans... They know what they're talking about, but at the same time, they don't know what they're talking about because um, they kind of overanalyze things. I think so. I try to ignore. I try to ignore all that. You, however, seem to huh? be you seem to be knee deep in fan theory. I only go on Instagram and I see theories, yeah, but that doesn't mean I believe them. Like I'm just beating reading up to see what people are thinking because I just want to see memes on Loki. Oh. And I just find fan theories there. And I'm like, oh, okay. There and also, of that. And also the theory of Sylvie was literally everywhere. I cannot escape it. Yeah, I can't escape it either. And I'm not even really looking. Yeah. 
I was like, okay. But, but just know, like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, there wasn't fan theory for Falcon and Winter Soldier because there, there wasn't really any need. I mean, there were there was, some. Fan there was nothing about to theory the, about. Well, I mean, there were some guesses as to who the power broker is, and, and technically, it didn't really matter because it didn't really affect the story too much. People everybody, just, everybody theoried that it was Sharon, and it turned out to be right. So that's true. I thought that too, but I was trying not to engage in in any of that. But I didn't, I didn't see any fan theories out there. For Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. because there's nothing to theory about. Everything was like it's a political, th- yeah, it was a political thriller. It's it was just straight very up, straightforward. Straightforward. There was nothing to guess. There was no hidden tricks or anything like that. Like there was no hidden meanings. Like everybody was like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely about race." Yeah. There were some fans. They were like, "Oh, it's just a show. Don't read too much into it." When they were the ones that believed about Mephisto, but you know, whatever. I mean, you knew who the villain was right away. Yeah. You knew who the potential antagonist who wasn't the villain was going to be. You knew that. I we mean, just knew that was, we hated him. Yeah, I mean, everything was pretty just laid out straight in the first episode or two. And you're just waiting for certain characters to pop up. Whereas WandaVision, I think what it is, is that if there's like a real hardcore mystery, that's when people want to get on the fan fiction and try to theorize. Fan fiction? That's not what that is, sir. Sorry, uh, fan, <laughs> fan, fan theories out there. Fan fiction is literally stories where people are write their own characters into it. And See, when it, when it comes to DC and Marvel, I, I think what people need to do is slow their roll because there's so many variations of the stories. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we are uh, talking about different timelines and actually um, we're, all, we're, we're also talking about the multiverse. DC made it clear right from the get-go that there were multiple, when Flash Season 2 came out, that, um, you know, whatever new show that comes out could be on a different Earth. And then, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earth came out and showed you where every one of these heroes were at. And then they reset it to it's all one Earth, but technically did they kind of thing. So What? Sorry. Can you say that again? When they combined the... Multiverse into one world, all this, all the same Earth. So all the superheroes were on the same Earth. But then by the time you got to the end of the saga, where Oliver and Felicity are in pre-consolidated on like a different Earth. I just needed that exact same sentence what you said earlier. And now I can't even remember the word that I couldn't understand. Well, just listen to the so podcast. So it's fine, anyway. Just listen to the podcast. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, comic books are known for resetting their universe. Whether it's the DC 52 or the New Era or whatever they call them in comic books. Marvel does it too because you have 27,000 different Spider-Man out there. Or Spider-Ladies, you know, or whatever. Spidey-Gwen. So... You can have your source material, but which version of the source material are you actually looking at and which ones are you theorizing after? Because I think that's going to be very important. While some hardcore facts will remain the same, and majority of all the resets, like Bruce Wayne's from Gotham and his parents died and Superman's from Krypton and landed on Smallville. I mean, those things don't generally change. Costumes change and maybe how they look, but... It's the multiverse, right? So you have to take that into consideration that whatever Marvel is doing, it's been working. And they like to, I don't want to call them throughout red herrings, but they do like to lead you down one path and then take a sharp left when you're thinking about taking the right path, which ends up being the wrong path. I'm going to say the right path. That doesn't mean that it's always the right path. It could be the wrong path. (laughs) I couldn't even speak. I just said gibberish. Like you are now. Don't throw puzzle pieces at me. You're going to need them later. I know. That's why I didn't. So there you have it, Loki. We, we highly recommend it. We highly recommend it. And this is, it's it's summer. Don't forget to threaten people. Don't do that, actually. Don't. No, don't do that. Threaten some people when they really deserve it, but yeah. don't do it to random people. The only people that it's you not, can actually threaten. It's not the best threaten. Wow! The the okay, there's two people you can actually threaten and probably still be alive afterwards. Um, kids. Your mama. No, actually, you can't <laughs> threaten kids because the parents will find you and then kill you. Um, okay, so there's really there's only one person 
there's only one type of people that you can threaten and probably um, still remain alive afterwards, and that would be um, cops. <laughs> if you're lucky, the cops won't kill you because they'll be in big trouble, and they'll just arrest you and, and throw you in, in jail because um, threatening a police officer is a federal offense. So, but also, you won't be um, not, unless they unless they take it. I mean, unless you, depending on what you're threatening with, they, they might put you in the hospital first. But if you're gonna go up to also, a if you're a person of color, you, also if you're a person of color, you really should not do that because they will most definitely kill you for that. Basically, what you're <laughs> well, I mean, technically, what we're you saying, can threaten your friends, you know, you can threaten your parents if you have this kind of relationship with them, like I do, my dad. What we're actually trying to say is you shouldn't actually be threatening anyone because it's technically also, illegal if you're, it's a crime. If you're um, a threat, well. You could threaten Bowser could, from Super Mario Brothers. That's it could okay. be a playful threat. Like, wow, I'm really mean. Oh, I'm going really to tickle gonna get, your butt off. I'm going to hate you. I'm yeah. going to hate you Because, you yeah. know, you could threaten anything to somebody if you do it right. I guess it depends on the threat. Just don't threaten yourself in the mirror. Like, I'm going really to threaten you with a glass of water. Or a fish. What's your name? My name? Yeah, what's your name? Was it Casey? Casey? If you don't have me over the Tesseract, then I'm going to get you like a fish, Casey. What's a fish? How, how do you not know what a fish is? I haven't even been working here all my life. Just about it. Just, where do you keep well, the Well, I'd like to know what I'm being threatened with before I <laughs> <laughs> comply. <laughs> um, that, so that's from episode two. It's from episode anyway, one. It's from episode one. No, it's from episode, it's from episode one. It's from episode one. Right. That's fine. I know, I'm because saying. I've seen it twice. Okay. Because of Dear Mother. Uh, so have I, actually. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, so don't threaten people is what we're saying. Please I mean. Stay safe out there. Go ahead and do it for all I care. No, don't. Don't tell them to do that. Go ahead and do it for I mean, it's I your care. choice. I mean, we can't, we can't stop <laughs> Go ahead. you from doing We're just what am advising I gonna do? you. We're what am I going to do? You. I am a small white person. What am I going to do? Put you in an arm lock behind your back and almost saying, dislocate your entire arm? Because I have done that to somebody bigger than me. So, anyway, it's summer vacation. Threaten me and I threaten you back. I'm finally feeling like I'm on summer vacation because last week I was detoxing from theater. The first week of vacation, we were in theater. Yeah. So it that was like two to three weeks ago. Right. And I'm that just we saying. we actually did the play. Right. I'm, I'm, this is this part of the story. So, the so first then two week, weeks ago, you would have detoxified. No. Well, <sighs> I don't even know anymore. All I know is I can finally, like, calm down and do stuff and now that i've calmed down and want to do stuff i actually don't end up doing anything because i don't want to yeah the only person that's going to be worrying for like this next two weeks is going to be my mother and that's for some other reasons going on with me (sighs) yeah so um i'm finally reading again i'm finally back to my old self again it's beautiful no it's not oh well i'm catching up on shows uh batwoman i'm almost caught up with batwoman just the thing sake. about Batwoman is that I don't even have to catch up to know anything that's going on because it's it's an entirely new season and it's an entirely new person as Batwoman. It almost like, feels like, like a new show. Like it's an actual new character. It almost so feels like I'm a just, new show, but in a bad way. I watched that those last two episodes that you watched, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is happening. Yeah. So and I'm like, oh, something I, happened. I think it's not being picked up for next season. I think this is this last season. Mm-hmm. I still have to catch up on that. Understandably. I, I'm just interested in seeing one of the characters turning into a member of the Bat family. And um, Kate Kane is supposed to be coming back. Oh, yeah. And I want to see what happens there. So I stopped watching it around episode two when it first premiered. <laughs> uh, when the season first premiered. I don't even know how long ago that was. February, January? I don't know. And so um, it's like... 14 episodes right now and I've got four left so I'm catching up Legends of Tomorrow as I've always talked about before is continuously making me angry but at least in my opinion Batwoman is slightly better than Legends because I don't like the direction Legends have gone but it's great I'm watching I'm I'm reading a Jack Reacher novel I'm supposed to be (laughs) I've got a couple of guitars that I was able to uh, get donated to me for school, and um, I kind of need to learn how to do that. I should probably be learning how to do that. I don't even know how to play guitar. It's it's technically difficult, but I at least have a few months ahead of well, really, new learners because I don't need to learn music theory. 
I just well, need actually, to know all you need to all you practice. yeah, it's like all you need to know to play guitar are what chords to play. Well, not just chords. And then if you have like guitar chord charts like we have in this room, you could just look and be like, okay. But it's not just chords. It's also how to strum it. It also you can be potentially playing individual notes and not always playing chords. I know, but like. But yeah, basically, it's like I mean, once you learn how to play one instrument, it's a lot easier for you to learn others because all you have to do is remember where your fingers go for that instrument. Because obviously a horn is different than a guitar, but music is music. You just need to know where your fingers go and how to play it. So, yeah. And then I get to wait every day for the new episode of Loki, and I don't have to worry about well, it's only... watching it first thing in the morning because I've got a class, or trying to watch it during lunch because I have a class. You only have like three days left for Loki. I but know it's great. Technically two if you. Stay up I, like I do. Yeah, that's not happening. I could barely stay up past 11 these days. I have been getting better, though, because my body's readjusting to fun and fancy free Mr. Tig. That's, that's going to be on a t-shirt. Anyway. Of course, I'm breaking like three different Disney um, intellectual property um, stuff, although technically Tig would not even be a Disney property. It's more of a Milne what? Milne, the author of Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Yeah. I did not hear Milne. Don't know how, but I heard an F at the end of that. Oh, oh. Uh, no. no. Then again, MILFs, though. Uh, MILFs. No. I'm just saying. No, Lady I'm, not Divit- saying I'm not saying anything. Lady right Lady Dimitrice no. from Resident Evil 8. What? Have you not seen a picture of Lady Dimitrice? No. From Resident Evil Village? No. She's a nine foot tall, almost like a vampire-ish lady who has three vampire-ish daughters. I don't even know. I'll have to Google it. Resident Evil. No, 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 no. You have to look up Lady Dimitrice. Lady. D. D I M. It's 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 right there. It's the first one. That's uh, that's one. That's that's what I was trying to spell to. She's right there. She's like nine foot. Why is she nine feet tall? Because she's nine feet tall. That is, she's got Freddy Krueger hands, or is that just the gloves she's wearing? It's like gloves, like they're claws. Well, Freddy Krueger had gloves too, but. Okay, why? But like she. <laughs> okay, I'm not looking at this anymore because um, I believe she's modeled after a real life person because that's how they usually no. do video games. No. Um, unless someone. Her voice actor just... looks nothing like her. Okay, well, I. She's not modeled after anyone. She's nine feet tall, Dad. I tell you what. Let's get so off basically, of that. Yeah, we could talk about Resident Evil 8 Village another no. point, because I know a whole lot of lore, even though I have not seen a single playthrough. I no. just know a lot of stuff, because I'm way too invested in Lady Dimitrice for no reason. Okay, so I'm not I'm not really sure what the rule on this, but I think I'm going to have to... She's a milf. I think, okay, I think She's I have to a put, milf. I think I have to put explicit now because of that word. I think. Not really, though, because we're not at, we're not actually saying that word. We're just well, saying no. Uh, you know, just to be on the safe side, I'm going to do it anyway. But we're not actually saying anything. Like, yeah, and they have said the f word, but like really quiet when talking to Hermione. The mic might have not even picked that I up. I didn't even hear you say it. That's the point. Therefore, we haven't said anything. Oh, my gosh. You don't have to put explicit. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. just PG-13. Remember... Uh, remember it's just PG-13! Okay, remember the one discussion we had with Rue about no. Bob's Burgers? No. You don't remember the conversation we had about Bob's Burgers? It, no, because we ago. have a lot of... We have okay. a lot of conversations about Bob's Burgers, then. Bob's well, Burger. Well, um... Well, we had a discussion about Bob's Burgers. Really? Wow. You may I, not I have had been no a part idea. Of it. And um, you know how we usually do? We usually try to identify ourselves. Well, if I was a character from Bob Burger, what character? Bob Burger. Right. Sorry, I got you on that they said Bob Burger. <laughs> Bob, Bob Burgers. Bob Burger. Bob Burger. Uh, Bob Burger. And Bob's Burgers, you know, kind of like if I was a character from The Office or if I was a character from Friends, that kind of thing. It's literally just a kin, like who you really identify with. That's what a kin is. Right. Because we always have to teach you about the word kin. <laughs> it's like I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting it's a thing. Well, it's like, you know. We agree that I am, I you am know, Bob. Yeah, it's like a next of kin, except it's just a fictional character. So, you. 
you know? So I actually end up saying quite often, oh my God, just <laughs> accidentally, I would just end up saying it. I keep thinking, oh my God, that's what Bob's Burgers, that's what Bob says in Bob's Burgers. Is that, does that count as explicit content saying, oh my God? No, it's, okay. it's blas blasphemous at the very worst. At the very worst. But not, but am I saying it with a capital G or a lower G? You don't know. You don't know. So therefore, it's Schrodinger's cat. It's both blasphemous and not at the same time. I don't think that's how that works. Is that how you pronounce his name? Probably not. Schrodinger's? Uh, uh, that's how I'm pronouncing it because that's the only way I can get the word out of my mouth. Schrodinger? Schroing. Schrodinger? I already did my... Schrodinger? Is it, is it Schrodinger? I don't know. Schrodinger? I think it would be Schrodinger because that just sounds more right, you know? It does sound more correct. So I think it's Schrodinger's cat. Schro Schrodinger's, no. I think. I, I, I don't know. I think it's Schrodinger's. We're going to have to look that up after the podcast. We will, I think. Probably. Who knows? Okay. I had to see how much time I had left. I'm sorry. Well, there's that. Um, so let's let's wrap this bad boy up and mm -hmm. uh, wait for the next episode of Loki. Whatever else we're going to end up being doing. Also, we don't know what we're going to talk about in the next podcast. No, we don't. We never I, do. I am going to be uh, We're not going to be... We're going to be a... We're a... We're a <laughs> Only going to be able to do the next podcast next Sunday instead of Saturday. Um, depends on when I get back. Yeah. See, you could see. Okay, the thing okay. is, you could be coming with us. No, and we can be like. I don't want to. We could be like podcasting. I'd rather help out with Moana. Okay. Well, I miss those kids. Well, they're we the only people that I like. Fr uh, fr on, on okay, but location. also, but I'm saying, like on Saturday, we have the cast party for into the woods that's so we true. wouldn't be able to anyways that, that that's why i said true. on saturday not sat <laughs> sunday <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i'm losing my mind anyways talk to you when you listen later